Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. Every musician in St. Louis was yeah. there. What does it look like to have other pieces of music in our city? The first week of June delivered a good bit of sunshine to St. Louis. It also brought another kind of light June 5th. That's when Forbes magazine published a piece that named Grand Center Arts District, quote, America's most exciting arts district. Much of the Forbes article focuses on the Kranzberg Art Foundation, an institution that's made many investments over many years in the arts in the St. Louis region. Arts that would not exist without the people who create those arts with their hands, bodies, and imaginations. Here to talk with us about supports for STL artists and the Kranzberg Arts Foundation's current call, fittingly called The Call, for artists seeking spaces to share their work, we welcome Larry Morris, Director of Residencies at Kranzberg Arts Foundation. Larry, thanks so much for talking with us today. Thank you for having me. So the call, Yes. what is it and what does it cover? Yeah, so we've always done open call for submissions at the Cranesburg Arts Foundation, but this time around, I really worked with our executive director to think about what it looks like to consolidate those things and other teammates. So instead of us just doing a call for artist residencies and maybe later on we do a call for visual exhibitions, we packaged it all together as the call. So the things you will get in the call is our call for artist residencies which will close on July 10th then you have our call for visual exhibitions which will be ongoing we've included music booking for the dark room and the chance to possibly play at music at the intersection in 2025 and beyond Mm -hmm. that's included in this and also we have an opportunity for artists to you know if you want to volunteer you can do that as well so we just kind of put it all in one package with a pretty bow and which you get is a call. (laughs) And why did you all decide to take that approach? Well, I think the reason we decided to do it is because we wanted to be clear on our marketing and our messaging and really show people what we have in our district and what we're lifting, right? And so we felt like if we can put it all together and put it in a package where people can come on a website and see all of these things, they'll get an idea of the type of things we support and lift on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And how does that particular approach Mm -hmm. How does it put visual artists, musicians, and writers first? Well, it puts them first because the biggest thing is we want it to be clear and we want to create access points, right? We don't want our organization, which we take an arts-based approach to infrastructure, we don't want it to be this mystic thing, right? This is something that is for the community, it's for the artists. So us being able to put it somewhere where they can see it and understand exactly what it is and how they can get involved, it lowers that barrier, right? Mm -hmm. It creates that situation where they can say, hey, I can see myself there, I wanna apply. Yeah. Now, the Artists in Residence program, you just mentioned mm-hmm. July 10th is the yes. the deadline for that. What is the goal of the Kranzberg Artist in Residency program? Mm-hmm. So the goal of it is to put our full weight of infrastructure behind artists. 
we have a lot of spaces. We really want artists to utilize it. We have a lot of connections to arts organizations and community. We really want to create these conduits that artists get a chance to utilize these gifts because these are gifts for our community and really maximize what they envision their projects and their artistic visions to be. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that we give them people, proximity. We give a stipend. It's a reasonable stipend. It's not a million, a million dollars, but something that they can work with, a place to create. And all of these things go into our pillars that really lift these artists up while they're in our residency program for 18 months. Mm -hmm. And on the resident part, mm -hmm. this is something that is meant to be for folks who make their home in the St. Louis area, right? That's what it's all about. And yep. why is that? So we're really, really big on lifting the arts of St. Louis. You, you spoke about the Forbes magazine, right? We are passionate about lifting those things in our community. And, you know, don't get me wrong. We have artists that come from over the world that come through the district and whatnot. But we believe that St. Louis is a premier art center. Mm -hmm. And so we believe that it's our responsibility as people who curate and lift up these things to make sure that we're highlighting the community of artists that are doing amazing things right here. Mm -hmm. now, one of the requirements for application mm -hmm. to the Artist in Residence program mm -hmm. is that folks need to be over 18 mm -hmm. and not in pursuit of a degree right. during the residency term. Right. Tell us a little bit about why you know, that has been put in place. Right. If you're under the 18, my assumption in most cases is you're still in school. You know, we want you to finish out your education and get it done. And I want to be clear. That doesn't mean that artists younger than 18 aren't prolific. At that point, we just feel like that should be a stronger focus before coming into our residency. Also, typically, we have a lot of applicants that are applying that are going after masters and fine arts and whatnot. And the committee and the people that sat and really thought this through realized that when you're in school getting your degree for arts, that's a level of intensity that could run afoul with you actually trying to really lean in and focus on a residency. Mm -hmm. So for right now, we feel like the best decision for us is to really have artists who are getting that degree focus on that degree. And when you get through with your degree, feel free to apply and get involved. But right now, that's kind of where we're at. On yeah. It. Now, in the past... These artist residencies mm -hmm. were formerly granted to musicians only. Mm -hmm. When and how did that change and what, what drove that? Yeah, so our last cohort, they came in as our first multidisciplinary class. And I think the reason that it changed is because the evolution of the foundation. Mm -hmm. You know, our foundation was small and mighty when it started, but it's grown into visual, literary, and music. So we have the capacity to support these disciplines in a holistic way. Mm -hmm. And so the residency reflects that because if you look at it, we have a compartment for visual literary and music. We have stages that we can activate musicians on. We have a space where writers can come in and ruminate for days or activate a listening room. You know, and we have plenty of galleries for visual artists to lift their projects or even get into the, the space of the walls and whatnot. Yeah. It's the walls off Washington, so yeah. And in your connections with people who are makers of art mm -hmm. of all kinds, how have they responded to this change? Yeah. We are getting great feedback. I mean, a lot of people are interested in the Cranberry Arts Foundation, but it goes back to what I was saying before. They haven't always known how to really access these things. Mm -hmm. And so what we are really working hard to do and we are really focused on is making sure that it's transparent and clear as possible how 
anyone who's in the arts can get involved and go through the process of becoming a part of this. So we're seeing good feedback from musicians. We're seeing it from literary artists and visual artists who are like, I've been waiting for an opportunity and now they're starting to apply. Yeah. And what's the range, Larry, of the work past and present mm-hmm. um, that these artists in residence have made? I mean, it varies so much. Like we could speak to Felia, who was doing Felia Davenport, who was doing more fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, BJ, he just did a wonderful BJ Parker. He just did a wonderful exhibition on myth through oil painting, which is really good. Yeah. Today we have Vincent Stemmler who's doing he kind of does sculpture, but it's like sculpture mixed with like oil and all that and it's called doom scroll okay he's lifting today on the music side we have artists that come in like jonathan taylor who really speaks to the st louis heritage of music with the blues and funk and so he just lifted a project that was really good his um his his string quartet that he really worked on it was really really good and then um giant giant quintet i had to correct myself giant quintet and then we also had other artists who were more sound Scapes and whatnot. So it varies. It's vast. Okay. It's very vast. So there really is a very broad range. If you can name it, Jessica Atkins Polka Band. Right. Memorial right. Day weekend. Great show, packed room. Uh-huh. If you think about it, when it comes to the arts in the three, you know, different areas I spoke of, we've had some sort of artist that's touched on it. Okay. I'm speaking with Larry Morris, who is the Director of Residencies at the Kranzberg Arts Foundation. We're talking about the call, which is a broad call to artists of many disciplines throughout the the St. Louis region. And we're specifically now talking about the Artists in Residence program. Mm -hmm. Now, this residency, it runs for 18 months. Mm -hmm. What ideally happens in that time? Right. So we decided as a committee that 18 months was a great time or a great length for artists because we don't bring you in and just say get to work. We really believe in giving you the time to really understand the district and be a part of the community and kind of fill things out. Right. You know, artists apply and they have an idea of what they want to do. But I always say it's an artist prerogative to kind of change their mind and things kind of switch up. Or even if you have your main idea, things shift. When you come in and you start to see the infrastructure and how we support you, it then gives you an idea. And then in that time, it allows you to go into the space where you can really start to create and really know the capacity of what you can do with what we provide for you in the residency. Mm -hmm. So 18 months is a great incubator time to really do all of what we would expect you to do as an artist. And is there maybe an example of someone who began with a particular project in mind, Mm -hmm. but as they were going through that Mm 18-month period, that that things just changed and morphed into something that is, maybe it's still recognizable given what the original was, Mm -hmm. but it became a new thing? Yeah, I think our literary, one of our literary artists, Mario Farwell, he's done a lot in St. Louis. He's a great example of that. He wanted to produce a theatrical production based upon a writing he was working on. And that was the end goal. We were working towards that. But by the time we got towards the end of his residency, it didn't seem like the theatrical piece was going to take place. But what he said, which was powerful to me, was I had the time to finish the writing. Mm. The writing was the most important part. And now I have a body of work that when I leave this residency, I can go out and pitch to get sponsorship and support for. And that 
is just as important to me as actually just getting it on the stage, right? Yeah. Was having the time to actually complete it. Mm-hmm. What is it that constitutes a successful artist residency? Ooh, that's a good question. I think it's so many different elements and it just depends on the artist. But the things that I see in artists that really are successful is one, their ability to maximize everything in our district. What can I plug into and utilize? Leaning into the community aspect of it, right? There's a lot of artists floating in and out of the district. So being able to connect with them, you know, I think that's a big thing. And really having a strong vision of what you see creatively, right? Because when you have that vision of what you want to create and you lock in on it, then you can put the pieces of what we offer together to really maximize it. And, you know, the great artists that are doing well, they're com- they communicate well. So yeah. as a director of residency, as they communicate with me their ideas, I can help make sure that they're getting what they need to support them fully. And on that note of support, you know, how do you, how does the Kranzberg Artist in Residence program uniquely support artists in the context of the local arts ecosystem? So Mm -hmm. not just Grand Center, Mm -hmm. but the, the whole ecosystem. I think the thing that we've been really, really good at is making sure that we've just had open door policies and access to artists, you know, and with our residency in particular, we really want to cover the cost of what it is to lift things. Right. I don't want you to think about rent for a space for 18 months. I want you to just have that space and you're good to go. You know, I want you to be able to tap into the things that we have and allow you to float around our district when other activations are going on and connect with these people and see how we're lifting these things to really lift you up. And we have a lot of open spaces from the blueprint you know, um, our central stage is always activated, the dark room. There's so many spaces for arts to connect. And I think we have been a hub in the city of really crossing paths of all types of artists. Music at the intersection, like mm-hmm. as a musician myself, being at music at the intersection, every musician in St. Louis was yeah, there. Yeah. And that's what I think we've done really well. And do you have any sense of how this particular program through the Artsburg Arts mm-hmm. Foundation, how it differs from others mm-hmm. that are similar yeah. in other places, you know, in the region, mm-hmm. even nationally or globally? Yeah, I think one of the things that stands out for us is that we're locating we're located in the city. You know, like with some residencies, it's usually in a more picturesque location. Uh, It's a lot shorter, you know, and you get a chance to maybe go out into the mountains and take in all the beauty. It's like a retreat. It's like a retreat. Right. With this, we're putting you in our program, allowing you to be in a arts hub, exist in that capacity. And you're surrounded by other artists that can really rub off on you, not only just as artists, but we even have organizations where you can connect with and really kind of see what it looks like on the business side, right? Okay. Of what it looks to lift your art in a different way. So mm-hmm. I think that makes us a little different from a lot of residencies. Yeah. So back to that Forbes article mm-hmm. that I opened with. It came out last week yes. and it touted Grand Center Arts District, which mm-hmm. we're sitting in the middle of right now Mm -hmm. as America's most exciting emerging arts district. And it does name the Kranzberg Foundation as the principal driver of that emergence. At the same time, Mm -hmm. St. Louis has something of a reputation Mm -hmm. among some folks, again, right here in St. Louis, as a place people have to leave in order to find viability or success. And Mm -hmm. you actually took that up a bit when you were on our show last year to talk about Fuja mm-hmm. Fest, which you started in 2022 to elevate and showcase 
the range of St. Louis hip hop bands. Right. So, Larry, to what extent do you think we take what is available in STL, including but not limited, right, to what's here through the Kranzberg Foundation? How much do we take it for granted? Ooh, that's a good question as well. I think that a lot of St. Louis is just don't know. And I think one of the things that our executive director, Chris Hansen, has really been big on is making sure that we're visible and we're clear that these things are for the community, you know. And I challenge lots of organizations that work in the arts world to be radical and they're welcoming. And sometimes you have to step outside of a district and bring people into a space. You have to activate where they are. Mm -hmm. And then when they see what it looks like where they are, they're a little bit more apt to say, I'm going to come down and engage in these things. So we are always mindful of how we go out in the community and we show that these things exist, right? And that's important because we understand that when we start to do that, you start seeing new groups of artists that come along and say it's possible, right? Yeah. Okay, we can do this. It's possible. So I think it's a little bit of St. Louis. We're blessed. We have a lot of donors and people who give a lot to the arts here. Some cities, it's not like that. Mm -hmm. But on the, at the same time, we have to always be conscious of how we're working to make these things visible. If the, if the tree falls in the forest, does it make a sound right? So we have to really work at that. And I think I can say with our organization, individuals like myself, our executive director and other colleagues, we're always thinking about how do we make these things accessible and visible to our artists. And do you have an example of how uh, you have gone out? Sort mm -hmm. of, I, I say that with hesitation because there's some ideas around that. Yeah. How have, how have you been able to bring in community or mm -hmm. communities yeah. that previously have not engaged with you? Yeah. I think I can use a great example of my colleague, Gina Grafos, who's our visual director. The collaboration that they just had recently with Paint St. Louis or Paint Louis mm -hmm. and um, St. Laborious on the north side speaks to that right there. You know, in graffiti culture, it's typically more underground, right? But Gina and individuals on the Paint Louis team have worked to do activations at Sophie's. There's members that go down to the wall. They're, they're activating right now in our art yard that'll be up very soon. We as colleagues and individuals in the Cranspur Arts Foundation, we understand that it's not sitting at a computer and being at a desk. It's actually going to these places where the art is being created and letting them know that these things exist. There's other things that are in the works that are, that are happening that everybody will see in the next year or two. But I think the biggest thing for anybody who's paying attention to see is that, you know, as, as, as my friends say, we pull up, you yeah, know, yeah. you know, it's not just enough to be in the district, right? We, we, we live in a district, but the work is for St. Louis, yeah. right? So with the arts ecosystem in mind, mm -hmm. whether you're going out or staying here, do you ever worry whether there's enough opportunity for artists, not just to survive mm -hmm. in St. Louis, but to really thrive here? All the time. All the time. And some of my other side work within the organization is looking at what does it look like to create music infrastructure, right? We understand that there's lots of live venues and lots of live music opportunities in St. Louis. Statistically, what we're seeing, that's the highest amount of our music economy. But what does it look like to have other pieces of music in our city, right? And I think that as an organization, that's something that we're always looking at is how do we generate true economy around our arts in our city. What does that really look like and how do we build capacity? That's the work, yeah. right? And who exemplifies that? Ooh, who would exemplify that in St. Louis? Let me 
would, I, I want to be more clear yeah. on it. Can you give an example mm-hmm. of someone who's, um, who has been able mm-hmm. to stay in St. Louis oh, and yeah. really thrive here? Yeah. Okay. So I can give you multiple examples. Uh, arts on the visual side, Damon Davis. I think Damon Davis is a really good example of somebody who's a visual artist who's traveled all about and he's made it work being based in St. Louis. On the music side, Mastermind. Mastermind is a wizard at branding. He's figured out how to create these real, true, evergreen partnerships with businesses that not only lift up his work, but it also lifts up parts of the music scene. So I think there's artists that are in St. Louis that are figuring it out, but I think we have a responsibility as people who are lifting the arts to work to teach these different artists that are coming up how to leverage these relationships and leverage their brands to grow in St. Louis and make those deep connections. So the connections and cultivation, yeah, all of that together. Yeah. Now bringing it back around to the call, mm-hmm. How does the call reach our region's community of arts patrons? In other words, you know, how do folks who aren't making art themselves but enjoy taking it in mm-hmm. benefit from the call? So one of the things we added to the call this year outside of just exhibitions and music booking was volunteering, right? We often get asked, how can I just help? Yeah. And so we wanted to make sure that if a person went on the website and said, well, I'm not a visual artist, so I don't play on the stage, but I want to help, there's a way for them to get involved, right? Because at the end of the day, this infrastructure belongs to our community. Mm-hmm. So regardless if you are the one putting the picture on the wall or performing on the stage, or you're the person who's buying a ticket and you're showing up to the festival, you know, you are a part of this and there's ways for you to not only support what we're doing with our organization, but support those artists that we lift in our organization. Larry Morris is Director of Residencies at Cranzburg Arts Foundation. Larry, thanks so much for coming by to talk with us today. No problem. This episode was produced by Maya Norfleet. Our audio engineer is Aaron Doerr. This podcast was mixed and edited by Aaron. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.